0: Hello creatives, I'm Joanna Penn and this is episode number 729 of the podcast and it is Saturday the 30th of December 2023 as I record this. Today's show is another solo episode and I'm doing my 2023 creative and business goals roundup in the main section. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season. I guess we're still in it, (laughs) this kind of weird, weird period before the new year, Um, but I hope you've had some time to think about your year. I also make a photo book. I really enjoy doing that each year and uh, I know it's a little bit arbitrary, but I personally do see the end. I don't really like December. I love January. (laughs) I love getting started. (laughs) So I hope you've had some time to reflect. You can leave a comment on the show notes. Uh, You can always find them at thecreativepen.com forward slash podcast and just go to the latest episode and uh, leave a note or you can go to the blog link and leave them there or on the YouTube channel. So that's coming up in the main section. So in publishing and book marketing things, I did want to comment on... Something that has really changed this year. 2023 was the year that Twitter died and became something else. So I'm still on X, which I use as more of a news feed for AI things, but not so much for book marketing or connection, in fact, not at all <laughs> for book marketing, connecting with others, all of that. Now, the Verge, which is a really good blog, uh, did a huge breakdown on it. And it's kind of, there's some grief around losing Twitter, I think. It's well worth reading. And yeah, many people grieved for what Twitter used to be, including me, to be honest. Now, I met many of my friends in real life on Twitter. I built a professional network there from 2009 onwards. I did business on Twitter. I got speaking engagements there. I met podcast guests. I did a lot of marketing. It was my primary social network. And now it's done or at least it's changed so much that you have to pivot if you want to keep using it. So of course, some people went to Threads or Blue Sky or Mastodon or one of the others. Some paid more attention to LinkedIn or Facebook. Others joined Discord servers or Substack email lists or so many other things. And it's just been this massive splintering. I haven't really found another place and I think that is fine. (laughs) I actually don't want to spend my time on it anymore. There are other options. So yes, 2023 has truly been the splintering. And the lesson here is, once again, everything changes and we must be ready to accept that and decide how we will react. So I was thinking about whether I wanted to really bring in another social network and I was reading this week The Comfort Book by Matt Haig, which I recommend if you're feeling a little in need of comfort in general. I went and actually bought a ton of self-help books this week. I was feeling in need of all of these different things. I'm actually going to do a video in the Patreon community soon about this kind of mindset stuff Um, but yeah I was reading the comfort book and in it in one chapter he quotes Anne Lamott who wrote Bird by Bird and I'm sure you've read Bird by Bird if you haven't definitely a good book now this chapter is not about social media but it helped me think about it I'm going to read the quote part of it is Matt Haig part of it is Anne Lamott says it's okay to let people find you You don't have to spread yourself so thin you become invisible. You don't always have to be the person reaching out. You can sometimes allow yourself to be reached. As the great writer Anne Lamott puts it, lighthouses don't go running all over an island for boats to save. They just stand there shining. So important to really think about what you want to do when something dies. Do you want to replace it or do you want to leave space? So that chapter by Matt Haig in The Comfort Book is not about social media, but it did make me think about our author ecosystem, that each of us have to have an ecosystem. You have to have something. (laughs) You can't do nothing. Book marketing is not optional. (laughs) You have to have a lighthouse. Now, I was taught early on, Uh, in sort of when I was learning all about internet business back in 2007, 2008. So I was taught early on to have my own website, my own independent podcast, my own email lists, and that I should pay for all those hosting services so that I owned the assets rather than using free services. So I've always done this and I still do. I still pay for website hosting, podcast hosting and email list hosting. I know a lot of people need to use free services at, at first, um, but you can also find some that you can move into paid services later. And remember, if, you, if you're not paying for it, you don't own it. They own it. They can get rid of it. If you annoy someone, you can get cancelled. Uh, there are many things that can happen if you don't own uh, and control your assets So after 15 years of business, I rely on these three things more than ever. My website, my podcast, my email list. They make up my lighthouse. Social media became a bit like running all over the island. (laughs) Uh, And for me, it was good while it lasted. But now has pretty much fallen off almost completely. And do you know what? Thank you to Elon Musk for giving me some of my life back (laughs) because I definitely did use Twitter too much. Now, as I said, I still use X as an AI newsfeed. I still put pictures on Instagram and I have Facebook ads running. So I have my Facebook pages, but it is barely 10 minutes of my day now. And sometimes it's not at all. I wasn't able to break the addiction to Twitter, but since it became X, it's all gone. (laughs) And I'm pretty happy about that. Now, I am not saying you have to to stop using social media. I know many people are loving TikTok, which is actually more like social commerce now. TikTok is uh, prim- primarily a buying engine. <laughs> so um, but yeah, if you love social media, maybe it works well for you and you're happy with it. So you don't need to do anything. I'm just saying in examining my 2023, it was not a goal for me to stop using social media, but I pretty much have done. So I wanted to share that quote and once again from Anne Lamott Lighthouses don't go running all over an island for boats to save they just stand there shining So what is your lighthouse and how can you shine brighter so people can find you and your books or do you have lots of tiny fires all over the place scattered all over the place none of which are bright enough to attract people Something to think about so, my 2023 overview coming up is very much about direct sales, which I did a lot of this year. And I wanted to share an article written by Johnny B. Truant on Russell Nolte's Substack. It opens If you're tired of the rapid release book publishing game, I hear you. Fortunately, there's another way. So, Johnny starts, and Johnny's been on the show a couple, uh, many times actually, and uh, was obviously part of the self publishing show originally and um, self publishing podcast, whatever it was called. Um, so, anyway, Johnny starts with a quick overview of the last 15 years of indie author history, which in itself is really interesting. Then he shares a conversation that we had in Las Vegas just before the start of 20 books. Now, I thought it was a private conversation. <laughs> But Johnny has shared it, but I'm glad he shared it because uh, much of what we discussed is very useful for many people. And I'm grateful that he has shared it. He quotes me as saying, the market is splitting in two. For people like you and me, we're entering the age of the artist. Now your genre can be you. Now, what's so funny is I came away thinking that Johnny had not heard me, that I had tried to tell him something that he couldn't grasp. I thought he was stuck in the old ways. But that was before 20 Books Vegas even started. And during the conference, he learned more. And he talks about this in the article. And he found evidence that it wasn't just me feeling this way. We are now in the age of the thousand true fans that Kevin Kelly talked about two decades ago. Johnny ends the article with, We're in an artist's age now. And there's nowhere I'd rather be. It is a great article. Johnny is a fantastic writer. He always has been. He's also someone that I started following before I even started. back in 2008 so we've kind of known each other online for a long time I bought one of his courses question the rules before again but as I just started out like 2008 and um, saw him reinvent himself into a fiction writer and now he's reinventing himself again so I look forward to see where Johnny goes in 2024 I'm sure he'll come back on the show at some point to talk about it but I think we're um, this sort of we're in an artist's age now and there's nowhere I'd rather be it's a Wonderfully positive view of how we're going, and I'm just super grateful that I was able to help Johnny. And I hope that if you read it, it will help you as well. So I'll link to that in the show notes, but it's um, on Russell Russell Nolte's Substack, which is called Author Stack. Um, but I will link to that. On other things, I have another book recommendation. The Future by Naomi Alderman, which is a novel. (laughs) It is set in a near future world and it really made me think and it also uh, relates to big tech, social media, all of the things and whether we can have an alternative in the future. Definitely an entertaining read. I enjoyed reading that over Christmas. That's The Future by Naomi Alderman. So thanks for your emails and comments, particularly on my 15-year pivot episode. There were so many comments on the show notes and also on YouTube. So uh, I will just read a couple of them. Jane said, I love this post. I'm 64 and find that as time goes on, I'm less and less interested in making money by writing and more and more interested in the whole business of being a writer. My pivot will probably be similar to yours. I would like to start developing premium products as well as early and exclusive access for readers who want it. I am tired of the treadmill of retailers and advertising and want to be more independent of the huge corporations that try so hard to rule our lives. And yes, I've been thinking a lot about the concept of independence as independent authors. What does that really mean? So so I'll, I'll probably do something of that in 2024. Anna said, what an inspiring post. It's great to hear your enthusiasm for change and the way you embrace the potential of new technology. So many people mourn the old without looking at the excitement of the new. I pivoted this year to a new series in a new genre and my challenge is to consolidate that and also to look at direct sales and how best to reach readers. And finally, Jim said, I've needed a metaphor or a phrase as I move into my next phase of life. I've been trying on words like redirected or transition, but pivot, that's brilliant and fits so well. I'm going to borrow that word and run with my own version of it. Absolutely, Jim. And I think it's, it's quite a good word. You don't have to burn it all down and start again. <laughs> you can just change a few things and a slow pivot. Also, thanks to Holly, who sent a photo. Every week I listen to your podcast as I walk up a thousand feet to Old Caves Crater in Flagstaff, Arizona, and sent me a lovely picture of the trees and the blue sky. Looks beautiful. So you can leave a comment on the podcast show notes at thecreativepen.com or on the YouTube channel, or you can email me. Send me pictures of where you're listening, joanna at thecreativepen.com. I love to hear from you. It makes this more of a conversation. But please don't message me on social media. As I mentioned, I am almost off it completely, which is a relief. This episode is sponsored by my wonderful patrons at patreon.com forward slash the creative pen, who fund my brain and thinking time on these more expansive and futurist topics. As a patron, you get access to the monthly Q&A, more than 50 minutes, so an extra solo show and the backlist of many more Q&A episodes, as well as videos on behind the scenes on AI tool demos. This week, I also shared a video on how to plan for 2024, if you need help with that. And in the year ahead, I intend to turn my Patreon hub into a really useful resource for authors. The Patreon is now a monthly subscription, the equivalent of a black coffee a month or a couple of coffees if you're feeling generous. So if you feel you get value from the show and you want more, come on over and join more than now 900 authors. Thanks to all the patrons who've been supporting the show for years and months. And thanks also to new patrons. Uh, thank- OK, I actually can't read all the names out today because we have more than 50 people who've joined in the last two weeks. So thank you so much for joining. Uh, it's great to to know that the pivot into the monthly subscription has been appreciated and that you're finding the information useful. You can join and get access to lots of extra information and inspiration as well as supporting the show at patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash the creative pen. Right, let's get into it. Review of my 2023 creative and business goals. So another year ends, and once more, it's time to reflect on our creative goals. I hope you will take the time to review your goals for the year, and you're welcome to leave a comment on the show notes about how your year went. So I separate my goals into my different brands. (laughs) So the first one is JF Penn, Pilgrimage, Catacomb and Short Stories. So essentially, all of these are goals that I wrote last year. I'll link to the goals in, or you can go back and listen to that episode if you like, because it's always funny (laughs) to review. But yes, the first one is JF Penn, Pilgrimage, Catacomb and Short Stories. So although I wrote and edited Pilgrimage in 2022, at the beginning of 2023, I still hadn't launched it or published it or anything. And all of that happened in the first quarter. The Kickstarter for Pilgrimage: Lessons Learned from Solo Walking Three Ancient Ways absolutely exceeded my expectations. I really thought that a little book on pilgrimage and a midlife memoir wouldn't do so well, but it had 692 backers and funded at 25,771 pounds, which is I guess around 30,000 US dollars. So I was really happy with that, and thanks to many of you listeners who were part of that Kickstarter, my first ever one. After the initial Kickstarter, I published the book on my Shopify store for a couple of months and then released it wide. So by the middle of 2023, it was selling everywhere. You can find it on my store, jfpenbooks.com, and also on all the other retailers, or you can order it through your local bookstore or library. I wrote and published a standalone novella, Catacomb, which uh, is set in Edinburgh, set in the, I uh, sort of called it Beowulf meets Taken, you know, that movie with Liam Neeson. <laughs> That's, that was what was in my head. So it was really good to write that after pilgrimage. I needed a bit of fiction, but it's a novella. And I also wrote two short stories with a demon's eye, which was inspired by my eye operation a few years ago when I had laser eye surgery. And also Beneath the Zoo, which was inspired by the zoo I used to go to with my dad and my brother after my parents' divorce, um, which is being knocked down and they're building houses there. So that really inspired that story. And again, you know, I talk about doubling down on being human I think talking about the inspiration for our stories is also really important because that that is who we are that spark of why we want to create what we create is actually really important so when I've I've always included at the end of my fiction I include an author's note in every single book and short story which explains the inspiration behind it as well as my research I also narrated the audiobooks for Pilgrimage with a Demon's Eye, a Midwinter Sacrifice, which I'd written a few years before, but I hadn't actually done the audio, but that is now available. I need to do Beneath the Zoo and Catacomb in early 2024. I am committing to narrate as much of my fiction and all my books as possible as human me. So even though I've always been interested in the whole AI voice and voice cloning and stuff, I want to keep that as part of the doubling down on being human. I know how much work it takes. And uh, yeah, so I'm still committed to that. Although I'm thinking about Catacomb, which is a male point of view. So I don't know, we'll see. But yes, I'll keep narrating as much as possible. I didn't write action adventure thriller arcane book 13 as intended, but I have been doing a lot of reading and uh, the book is going to be called Spear of Destiny. I'll tell you a bit more about that later. Uh, It is first on my list for 2024. My creative process involves travel to specific locations to find stories. And I know that this book has to feature Vienna because I put that at the end of Tomb of Relics. And I didn't make it to Vienna this year, but I have a trip planned for the end of January 2024. So I'll be off in a couple of weeks for a research trip, which I am really, really excited about. Actually, I I need it. I need the trip. <laughs> it is coming up. It will be a solo trip. I will be... It's like an extended artist date, basically. I'll be in Vienna, Nuremberg and Cologne. So it will inspire both... The Spear of Destiny book, uh, one of which, one of the sort of prime details for that is the Spear of Destiny is in the (laughs) Hofburg. in Vienna, which is amazing. Again, more about that later. When I say later, I mean later in the year. I don't mean later in this episode. But yes, I'm excited about that trip. And of course, Cologne has one of the uh, most famous Gothic cathedrals in the world. And that is pretty exciting in terms of other projects. I'll tell you more about that tomorrow in my New Year post. Okay, so that's JF Penn. I also had a goal to upskill into direct sales. Uh, for Kickstarter and Shopify, I have significantly upskilled this year in direct sales. I've basically changed my business model um, from retailer first to direct first, and I've done two successfully funded Kickstarter projects. I've learned a lot of lessons. I've also improved my book marketing for launches, which I've essentially ignored launches for years. So this has been a good development. I built a fiction first shopify store jfpenbooks.com and i did a shopify accelerator with pierre jonti and i guess i should in terms of investment in my business after the kickstarter went better than expected i took some of that money and invested it in training and i actually found the the accelerator really good because it had more accountability in terms of well what have you done since last time we talked about it and uh, i learned a lot from pierre he's been on the show um you know, really good to talk to someone who has such a different view of the business. So I feel like I've come quite a long way in changing my mindset. I never want to be someone who is stuck in my ways. Um, that is, I, I, earlier this year, I saw a tweet about old old creators being stuck in their ways and the person they were talking about started around the same time as me it wasn't in the publishing business it was in a different business but I was like oh I don't want to be that person (laughs) so I think I really have pivoted my business model this year. I have also added lots of bundles and box sets for both fiction and non-fiction for digital and print products, which makes a huge difference in terms of being able to offer options to readers and also make advertising worth it direct to the stores. I've been working with Matt Holmes on AI-powered meta-advertising direct to the Fiction Store, and I only use Amazon Auto Ads now on a few of my non-fiction books. So I really have transitioned from um, sort of paying people to do all the tweaking and things like that, um, whereas Matt has been sort of transitioning to using a lot more of the AI options. Um, So more on that in the first couple of months, so probably the first quarter, we're going to sort of report back on that and do an episode on that. But yes, very, very excited about where 2024 is going in terms of AI powered advertising, because it means people like me, who have resisted it for so many years, because I just hate the idea of all the data, I don't want to spend my time on it. You can now use far more AI tools to do it, which is very exciting. So more on that in my 2024 goals. So Joanna Penn, the big thing this year was writing The Shadow. So after more than a decade of working on this book on and off, I finally wrote and published Writing The Shadow, Turn Your Inner Darkness Into Words. The Kickstarter had 1,059 backers, many of them you. Thank you so much. It made £36,454, which is around US dollars on launch. So first of all obviously this is a book of my heart it's a book that has taken as i said many years it has so much personal stuff in i've had a lot of very positive comments from you and uh, I'm really I'm just really proud of it I'm proud of the content but I'm also proud of the limited edition gold foil hardback with the black ribbon and uh, many of you bought that and I'm encouraged that people want these premium products I also did a normal paperback large print ebook workbook and I narrated the audiobook now everything is now out everywhere so you should be if you've been waiting for writing the shadow on your favorite store it is now there uh if you supported the Kickstarter, thank you so much. Now, please, could you go into Kickstarter and mark that you've received your book? So, if you go into your Kickstarter, you can see an overview of things you've backed, and you can say um, something like, "Are you happy with this project?" And uh, that would really help my stats, uh, so I can do another one. And uh, that sort of, I think, because we're the publishing industry is kind of new in the Kickstarter, people haven't really got used to the way it all works. <laughs> Um, and of course obviously if you've read the book in any format a review would be much appreciated wherever you buy books or on my store creativepenbooks.com or on goodreads and uh, yeah that is now out everywhere also it was my biggest book signing ever with over 430 books signed at the book vault factory in peterborough uk and uh i guess also as part of joanna penn As part of the Pilgrimage Kickstarter, I wrote and recorded a course on writing settings and sense of place. But of course, if you've listened to my 15 year pivot episode, uh, which was the last one, uh, I have now uh, closed my courses. So that's not available, but I did do it. (laughs) If you bought it or you were part of the Kickstarter, you have access. It's not gone. I'm just not selling it. So then the creative pen podcast. So I have consistently been podcasting for another year with 63 episodes in total. So just yeah, a couple of extra ones in the whole year. You can find the backlist episodes and all the show notes and the links at thecreativepen.com forward slash podcast. I have also done quite a few solo episodes, which take the longest to prepare. And they're also part of the support, I guess I get from the Patreon is to do these bigger thinking episodes. Some of the massive episodes this year included some around the Kickstarter. So I did a sort of lessons learned and tips from pilgrimage, my first Kickstarter campaign. If you would like to do a Kickstarter campaign in 2024, definitely go and listen to or read the notes on that episode. That's everything I learned from doing the first one. And like everything, doing the first one was pretty scary. (laughs) I also did, again, a really big one, the AI-assisted artisan author. That episode really represents where I sit in terms of using AI. I am definitely not sort of the massive production with AI person, and I'm not the doom and gloom AI person, as you know. Never doom and gloom me. Uh, So yes, the AI assisted artisan author, that was a big one. And I point everyone to that now when they ask me what my thoughts are on AI. I did lessons learned from 12 years as an author entrepreneur. And uh, then the last couple of weeks have been some big ones. How generative AI search will impact book discoverability in the next decade. That took, that probably took a whole year to write. I've been working on that all year. And it because I've been this growing awareness of how things are changing is huge. If you haven't listened to that yet, please listen to it because this is going to be a big deal in the next couple of years, possibly even this year, (laughs) 2024, I mean. So yeah, have a look at that. And then of course, my 15 year author business pivot, where I talked about how my business is changing. So lots of solo episodes. Um, A lot of these kind of just emerge, they bubble up from all the big things I'm thinking about. So I'm sure there'll be some more next year. Thanks so much to my patrons at patreon.com forward slash the creative pen for supporting the show. Your financial support demonstrates the show is useful and makes it worthwhile for me to continue. I really appreciate it. And of course, it's now a monthly subscription, the price of a coffee a month or a couple of coffees if you're feeling generous. I've added video tutorials on various aspects of AI and author business with much more to come as well as the usual monthly audio Q&A. The Patreon is also now organized into collections so it's easier to navigate the content. So basically if you become a patron you can go to the collections page and there's like the AI section, there's the business section, there's the Q&A section, I've got one on mindset coming up. Uh, So there are all these different things and I'm, I'm actually, I feel really much freer to talk about the things I want to talk about within our community. Uh, it's got rid of the haters, which is fantastic. People can hate on me on social media, but within the community, it's like, just us. <laughs> so I've, I've actually, well, you know, if you're inside, it's, uh, I talk a lot more about and I'm showing you how I'm using different tools. I did a behind the scenes of Beneath the Zoo, showed you all the different tools I'm using, what I'm using, even to publish now and to do marketing and all that kind of thing. So hopefully uh, people are finding it useful. Thanks also to my corporate sponsors this year Kobo Writing Life, Draft to Digital, Pro Writing Aid, Ingram Spark, Find Away Voices kindlepreneur and written word media all fantastic companies i still use all of those companies and uh, as ever i only work with companies that i use and can heartily recommend uh, and all of those fit the bill i also had a goal to experiment with futurist technologies and share what i learn along the way and i have definitely been doing that for sure So 2023 was the year that generative AI went mainstream and what was futurist is now very much part of the mainstream conversation for authors and the publishing industry. So I've I've got a list here of some of the important developments for authors and I've talked about all of this and essentially... I have tried to curate this year the important things for our industry. So much more has gone on. And in fact, so many more things were far more important than the publishing industry. But of course, this is our industry. So we care about it. But I I really think that it's good when you're doubting things around AI, you should look at the healthcare stuff that's coming out because it's it's going to transform things in so many ways. Um, the climate modelling that's going on. I mean, there are so many very good things that you don't hear about if you only look at the publishing news. But of course, this show is for authors and publishing. So here are some of the important developments for us. First of all, the biggest thing was probably the launch of GPT-4, which uh, you can get in the ChatGPT Plus so you, as in you pay $20 a month. It is totally a step change from the free version. If you're enjoying the free version of chat uh ChatGPT, then it's well worth experimenting with with GPT-4. It's just a, a big step change. So that happened uh, earlier in the year. And then later in the year, we had custom GPTs that allow fine tuning and custom instructions based on an author's backlist and style. So I have my own JF Pen um, custom GPT and I have uh, the Jobot, the creativepen.com forward slash Jobot is my creative pen uh, model trained with my nonfiction books. So very excited to use those. I really enjoy using them to help me with my ideas. And oh, it's just so much fun. I love it. <laughs> It's just been a brilliant year and I, I mean I reflected that on the in the pivot episode in terms of my creative process is just so much more fun these days uh, but also Dali 3 within chat GPT is really interesting you can iterate on an image idea with normal text rather than prompt engineering so if you use mid-journey then I mean mid-journey version 6 has come out which is incredible but you still have to be able to use the kind of right words in prompt in the prompt whereas with Dali through chat GPT you can just again you can type you can just say I want um, I don't know. Uh, I just did one for the new year. So give me a champagne glass next to a pile of books and some streamers. And then you can say, oh, actually, can you make it more like a 1920s style thing? Uh, and you can you can just chat with it and it changes the image. So that's now within Chat GPT. Also multimodal Chat GPT, This is kind of crazy. You can now take a picture, upload a picture and have it describe the scene. You can have put a character in the scene. You can um, get it to tell you what's wrong. Uh, one of the use cases is, you know, something's wrong with your your dishwasher or whatever, and you take a picture of the thing that's broken and say, how do I fix this? And it, it tells you that kind of thing. So many, many exciting developments in AI. Other things, Amazon's investment in Anthropic and now offers the Claude model through their AI as a service, Bedrock. And Bedrock was launched while I was at 20 Books Seville in, I guess that would have been March. And that I remember it very, very clearly, because I, I, in fact, my friend Sasha Black was there. And I was like, this is it. This is a huge deal. This has changed the game. Amazon now offering Bedrock. Uh, So, yeah, they've also announced the beginnings of the development of their Olympus model, which is going to be twice the size of ChatGPT. So (laughs) uh, Anthropics Claude is the model that most of us writers are using alongside ChatGPT or separately. Many people just use Claude. Um, Pseudorite, if you use Pseudorite, uses aspects of different models in their front end. And I think this is something else I wanted to say to people. Um, People are really kind of excited about the fact that the New York Times is suing open. AI, and uh, the fact is that even if everything got shut down in OpenAI, even if that disappeared, uh, which it won't, <laughs> so you know Microsoft is 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 the big company involved in that but even if it did there are now hundreds perhaps even thousands of different other models so that's what you need to remember if you're not so up on this scene as such like I am completely sort of into the scene uh, if you're not so up on it there aren't it is not just chat gpt that is just one of many many models so yeah I use chat gpt and claude as my main models but I will be very interested in amazon's olympus <laughs> I mean, it's a sort of mic drop moment, isn't it? The, this is our Olympus model. You can't get any higher than that. <laughs> so also with Amazon, they added AI usage fields into KDP. So if you publish on Amazon KDP, you now have to state whether you used AI in your text, in your images or in translation. And then if you go past the first checkbox you then get three other uh, three other drop downs so you can say how much you used it is it lots is it a little and you can also say which programs you used. i absolutely f- find this fantastic kickstarter also has ai usage stuff now i've always had an ai usage statement in my books anyway so i was very happy to add this and uh, some people were freaking out but it is given that amazon is an basically an ai first company <laughs> they're not going to stop us doing this. If the customer experience stays good, that's the most important thing. Amazon also introduced a beta invite only AI audiobook narration program. Findaway Voices by Spotify also introduced AI narration for audiobooks with a partnership with Google Playbooks Auto Narration. So essentially every platform now offers AI narration for audiobooks. And 2024, that's going to, basically go mainstream. The, that Amazon program is invite only, US only. And yeah, I know a few people who are in it and they're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to getting an invite on that. Hopefully they'll roll it out outside of the US in 2024. So I guess the big thing is in 2022, authors in the publishing industry could avoid AI, but it is practically impossible now. So in terms of what we use, Microsoft Copilot is bringing generative AI to MS Word, as well as other applications, and Google has brought Duet to Workspace and Docs, Google Docs aid and Grammarly use enhanced AI as part of their functions and cover designers who use Adobe Photoshop and Creative Cloud have AI generative fill as a kind of standard thing, as well as other generative AI tools like Firefly and stock photo sites are now generating pictures on demand. Uh, it has moved on so fast. So if you're like, I do not want AI involved at all, then it's going to be very, very hard at this point. So much has happened in 2023, and I've been sharing what I learn in the introduction to the podcast, as well as specific episodes. Um, The three to listen to are the AI-assisted artisan author, which uh, is my big, positioning statement also the how generative ai search will impact book discoverability just a couple of episodes ago and also the one i did mid-year with nick thacker we had a discussion on nine ways that ai will disrupt authors and the publishing industry in the next decade and i first did that one in i think 2019 and this was a 2023 update so um yeah i might have to do an update every year since it's getting faster and faster So you can find all the episodes and more resources at thecreativepen.com forward slash future. And of course, I'm sharing video tutorials and other resources for my community at patreon.com forward slash thecreativepen, including a few specific things I've done using Claude 100k for analysing a book and generating sales descriptions. I still think Claude is the best at sales descriptions. The sales description for writing The Shadow was written by Claude almost 100% as well as Beneath the zoo it is very very good at sales descriptions also i've included my end-to-end process for using various ai tools to write edit and publish a short story so that's beneath the zoo including the generation of the book cover which is just incredible also mid Journey and dali for images and much more and also if you want to if you're worried about the whole image ai image thing you can also listen to me talking with my cover designer Jane Dixon Smith we talked about her her cookbook uh so it's a more of a baking cookbook episode but towards the end we talk about using Uh, AI images within the book cover design process. I also have a designer coming on the show uh, sometime in the next few months um, to talk about this kind of thing too. So I use AI images with my cover designer. Uh, And when you see the cover for Spear of Destiny, which is almost finished, I will explain how I included um, my AI images in my work with Jane as my cover designer. So of course I have certainly had my moments of anxiety about what this all means and I'm sure you have too either you have had your existential moment or you haven't yet and it's coming <laughs> so I mean you won't just have one I mean I've had moments of sort of moving forward in my brain into the, into the future and then going mhm okay then and then I think about where I want to be. And part of that 15 year pivot episode was sort of positioning for where I think things are going. But I have two things I come back to that I wanted to share with you. One, even if AI tools can write and create better books than me at some point, and that's better in quotation marks, it doesn't matter because I will still write and create. And in fact, plenty of people already write better books than me already. Humans write better books than me and worse than me, if you want to put it that way. But yes, even if AI tools can generate better books like that, it doesn't matter. I will still write and create. I measure my life by what I create. And even if no one wants the finished result, I will still do it. I will still write my books, publish my books, hold my books in my hand and say, I made this. I still love that. I hope you do too. So it doesn't matter If AI can do it better and given that GPT-5 is on its way, then yeah, it's possible. (laughs) Also, I can focus on doubling down on being human. I can show you my flaws and my humanity and hopefully enough of you will buy what I make or enough of you will join my Patreon community so I can keep doing this and not have to go back to a day job. (laughs) So of course, if you want more detail, have a listen to the AI-assisted artisan author as well as my 15-year author business pivot episodes. Financial goals. So at this point in my mature creative business, my primary goal is to make enough money every year to sustain my lifestyle, which is not particularly lavish or though our cats really like their rabbit from the farm. (laughs) and also sustain my investment goals, which are important to think about my future. I also want to be able to write the books I want when I want and travel to places I want to visit, often for book research, sometimes for speaking, that kind of thing. I don't want employees and I don't want the overhead of scaling up my business. So I'm very happy with the way things are. I'm talking to Joe Solari coming up uh, next week on the show, on the the first sort of official show of the year after my New Year's thing. And uh, we talk about this, about why do you want to make like seven figures? People go, oh, I want to be seven figure. And it's like, OK, well, what do you have to do to get there? And do you really want that? And I have certainly looked at people making uh, seven figure businesses as as authors. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> So I'm very happy with the way things are and I actually feel like maybe this is one of the gifts of midlife and um, your sort of post-menopause is I am caring a lot less about things I used to care quite deeply about, which is quite interesting <laughs> in terms of what other people think and other people's goals and all of that. I might reflect on that another time, but it is interesting. I feel actually really grateful and happy for where the business is now. And also that 15-year pivot episode helped me so much to figure out where I want to go. Uh, I hope it helped you as well if if you're thinking about this kind of thing. Uh, But just to be clear, the company made more money last year. So I made more money in 2023 than in 2022 in terms of revenue and profit, which is a good direction for things to go in. I had a goal to double my book sales revenue in 2023. I didn't quite manage that, but I did increase it by 50% and take it back into the six-figure GBP range through Shopify sales and my two Kickstarter campaigns. What is fantastic about these things is that these methods require less advertising and promotional spend and uh, than the retailer stores so the profit margin is higher on those things I mean my two Kickstarter campaigns were mainly um, the podcast email list that's basically how I promoted them and they did really super well and yeah so I'm very excited about that email just becomes more more and more of a superpower. I did have uh, a goal to increase foreign rights licensing and subsidiary licensing, which didn't happen. But I'll carry that goal over and see what 2024 brings as I write different kinds of books. I think as Joanna Penn, a lot of people are not even slightly interested in licensing books for the author market. It's not a particularly big market, but also uh, I'm... An indie author so it doesn't really fit with what many of the licensing stuff uh, wants but there are other projects that I've got that might be more interesting. Also travel, speaking, health and other things. It was a big year for travel and speaking and connecting in person which was great because it was kind of the first full year post-COVID all of that. You can find my photos at Instagram at JF Pen Author or Facebook at JF Pen Author. So I spoke at Superstars of Writing in Colorado Springs and spent a few days in Washington, D.C. on the way for book research. And Washington, D.C. will be in Spirit of Destiny. Uh, It's going to be on the cover as well. (laughs) It's very cool. Oh, and if you didn't know, the Spear of Destiny is the spear that uh, supposedly the relic, the the spear that pierced Jesus's side. And the person who holds the spear has uh, tremendous power. So I spoke at 20 Books Spain in Sevilla and really enjoyed the spring heat and the relaxed vibe. Plus, it was the first author conference I mentioned a bit earlier that focused on AI. So it was a pivotal experience for many of us who were there. It was Yes, we are talking about this, thank goodness. Uh, I also spoke at London Book Fair the week after, again on technology and AI. We went to New Zealand for Jonathan's 50th birthday. He is a Kiwi and his mum's over there. And we also met up with friends and family. Jonathan and I also went on a walking holiday in the Norwegian fjords and it was beautiful Uh, it rained pretty much the whole time (laughs) but we had a good break and uh, I was looking at the photos yesterday making my photo book and uh, yeah just a gorgeous place we're definitely going to go back to Norway. I spoke at an author conference in Paris, France Paris in France, (laughs) and then went to 20 Books Vegas, where the hotel I stayed at was next to Paris in Vegas. Uh, I spoke on various panels and had a Patreon meetup thank you if you came to that it was again far bigger than I expected and we will definitely do it again next year it was a significant conference for me in terms of the people I met and talked with and the focus on AI and direct sales was also really interesting and uh, had a lot of sort of good personal chats and met people I hadn't met in person before and that kind of thing our British short hair cats Cashew and Noisette have helped with social media book marketing this year. Cashew in particular has kept me at the writing desk with purring companionship and Noisette who is a little bit more bonkers and run, runs around. She's, she's, she's not a kitten but she plays like a kitten. Um, they uh, are lovely and it's funny one of my patrons asked me in one of the Q&As, am I still going to the cafe to write? And I said, actually, this year I've spent mostly at home because my cats are here and I just love being with them. So, yeah, I do take, I do go to the cafe to edit. So I print because I edit on paper. So I print things out, even stuff like this. So I print out the solo episodes and I edit by hand on paper before I read them. Obviously, I go a little off piste sometimes. But uh, yeah, I do go to the cafe to edit On paper. But yes, the cats have been wonderful this year. And uh, in fact, a funny story Cashew, who is the cashew coloured one, if you look at my pictures, he's very, very pretty. And uh, I actually got pitched for him to be like a cat influencer. Is that what they're called? A cat influencer on Instagram. We got offered free food (laughs) in exchange for Cashew posing with various products. Uh, I turned it down, but I thought it was hilarious because. I've never been offered that. (laughs) And now my cat has. Very funny. Uh, Okay, health-wise, I have been consistently lifting weights this year. I am now post-menopause, and lifting is much better than the long-distance walking I used to do. So I am training. uh, I love lifting. I feel so good after lifting, during lifting. I'm getting stronger every month, demonstrably, because... They're heavy objects. (laughs) But also, I'm training for my old lady body, and uh, there are some terrifying statistics for women who get basically, if you don't do weight bearing exercise, you can get weaker over time, and this has a dramatic impact on your health in later life. Please read if you are at all interested in the benefits of lifting, either you are a woman or you love a woman (laughs) and you want to encourage them. I recommend a book called Next Level. Your Guide to Kicking Ass, Feeling Great and Crushing Goals Through Menopause and Beyond by Stacy T. Sims. And Stacy T. Sims has lots of good stuff, but that book, Next Level, is excellent. And uh, so essentially I do twice weekly sessions with my personal trainer, Dan, who helped me rehab my shoulder about what four years ago now but now we've moved into doing other things um, and part of rehabbing my shoulder which I've talked about before but um, it was essentially a workplace injury for from being a writer <laughs> I kid you not it's all in um, I've talked about it before anyway but the we started out with rehab and now we're obviously into powerlifting and the three disciplines of powerlifting are deadlift, squat and bench press. My personal best for deadlift is 90 kilograms, which I'm really pretty proud of and is significantly more than my personal body weight. So that is very exciting. I also walk, I do walk to and from the sessions with him at his gym. So I walk 11 kilometers twice a week around that session i also do sort of eight to ten kilometers per day as part of normal life so i still walk i'm just not doing the longer distances i was doing a lot longer distances before um training for those ultra marathons and uh, i i still love walking but this is my focus now is strength and i i do i just really enjoy it, it makes me feel super good Right. So that's my health. And uh, it's been a it's been a good year. I think overall, I can say it's been a good year. It's been a huge year of change in so many ways. Um, but thank you so much for being part of my community In this last year of 2023, for listening to the show, for recommending the show, for leaving reviews on the show, (laughs) for buying my books in all formats, for supporting my Kickstarters, for being a patron of the show, for clicking my affiliate links, uh, for joining my webinars, for leaving positive reviews on the books, and for recommending my books uh, to other people. I really appreciate everything you do as part of my community. I wouldn't be able to do this without you. And I mean that every single person who listens to the show, I mean, literally every single person who listens to the show (laughs) contributes to my download numbers, which have an effect on my income, which means I can keep doing this. (laughs) So uh, I seriously thank you very, very much. I hope I can continue to be useful for your author career in the coming year. So thank you again, and I hope you'll join me for the year ahead. So I hope you found this episode interesting and I'd love to know what you achieved in 2023. Did you achieve your creative goals? You can leave a message on the show notes at thecreativepen.com or on the YouTube channel, or you can email me, joanna at thecreativepen.com. I'll be back tomorrow with my 2024 goals and also some thoughts on what we can expect in the year ahead. Happy New Year, happy writing, and I'll see you in 2024